I'm just going to go ahead and hit the uh, record button. Feel free to take it away whenever you are ready. You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Father Roderick. We're here, well, usually on a weekly basis whenever the TV show The Biggest Loser is on to talk about what's going on in the show as far as what we can learn from it, what we can apply to our daily pursuit of a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And Father Roderick, of course, we have a unique situation this week with our podcast in that, well, there's no more show for at least a couple of weeks, if not, I'm not even sure how long before the next episode. Yeah, I was trying to Google uh, episode, uh, season 10 of The Biggest Loser to try to find out when that starts again, but uh, no information. I know that casting is closed, which means that they are probably going to film this thing ahead of uh, uh, of, of the actual launch on the network on, on NBC. But I have no idea when this thing will be on. It's probably somewhere in, in September. Uh, I, I guess that they are going to do another two seasons again next year. So that would be season 10... That w- which would end around Christmas, probably, or before the end of the year, and then another one um, early spring or something, just like this year. Well, I do know that they've already began uh, the filming because I think it was Allie who kind of let it slip that they had just wrapped up recording like maybe the first or second episode. Oh, okay. Wow. Gosh. That must be... Uh- <laughs> very demanding to you know in in when it's high summer and and it's hot outside and to you know to go through the whole rigmarole of uh you know losing uh, 10 pounds every every week <laughs> or it could it could, it could actually <laughs> help maybe burn some of that extra calories uh, could be, yeah <laughs> when you know i i want to just say real quick I, I i may have misheard what she said or misinterpreted what she said but that that's something i think i remember hearing in that interview mm-hmm. of course well I'm, I'm always show like, playing around with the technical details of everything, making sure everything's going right. And so I sometimes, if anybody listens to the shows that I do with my wife, you know that I don't hear everything that's being said all the time. <laughs> How often does your wife say, uh, so did you really hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> there's a code word. Every time I, there's a code word that we found that is, it was actually un- subconscious at first where I would just say, no doubt. And then people finally finally figured out that whenever Cliff says no doubt, Cliff has no clue what Stephanie just said. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) All right. So anyway, uh, so here's the deal. We don't know when the Biggest Loser podcast is or when the Biggest Loser show is coming back in the U.S., but obviously we've made no bones about the fact that our show is not just about the TV show itself, although we're huge fans and that's why it's the Biggest Loser fan podcast. Uh, we're we're all about uh, pursuing a balanced, healthy lifestyle through uh, getting to our ideal weight, staying at that, and maintaining that ideal weight, um, and and trying to learn what we can do to uh, feed our bodies the most appropriate foods that it desires uh, for optimum health and stuff like that. So th- that kind of content, I think, should continue on in some form. But the question is, is is what are we going to do with our podcast? And so, Father Roderick. This week, we're not doing a normal podcast. We're kind of doing something. We did a couple, probably about, I don't know, 10 episodes, 15 episodes ago, where we kind of gave a little, just a little bit of a, a backdoor view into our, our planning process here. 
Yeah, that's when we decided to move away from the very detailed recaps that we did every week and uh, and to move towards a, a show that is more focused on the content and on the practical application of what you learn from a show like The Biggest Loser, but the emphasis would no longer be on the TV show as such, but more on, so what does it do for me? You know, how can it help us? And, and what do we do even beyond the TV show? And that, I think people reacted very well to that. And I think it's also something that people actually are looking for. They want to have that support and to have a platform where they can be motivated and be inspired to apply the the lessons learned to their practical life because if it doesn't do that then the show is kind of pointless it's it's you know it would be just entertainment and it wouldn't be interesting for us at all to do a show about it but we are interested in supporting you as a listener in this process that we also ourselves are going through. That's right. And and one of the things that happened last week for me, Father Roderick, is I took an entire week off um, of of just just to unplug. My, we, my wife and I, we took the family on a weekend long vacation here in the United States. It was a Memorial Day weekend. And uh, so we left Friday. And uh, I will tell you what, during the last week, I have not done a single bit of daily physical activity. I have not counted a single calorie and I've eaten quite a few things that I normally wouldn't eat as a result of those two things. But uh, in a way, I don't feel guilty about it at all. Um, Although I will say that without some kind of motivation, it's going to be difficult for me to get back into the mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah, true. I I think that that goal setting is is very important, especially in in, in a in a time of hiatus like we have right now where the show is gone. And I think that your situation is is, is very identical to my situation. I kind of let it slip also after the Biggest Loser finale. I wasn't, unfortunately, I couldn't join you for the, the recap and the, you know, the re- looking back at the, the finale. Um, but I, I'm very much aware that now that the show is over, my reaction was also, okay, now I can relax a little bit and take it easy. And, um, and I think that with everything that we've learned already, that we've learned so far, there's not, I'm not very worried. I, I mean, we might, you know, not count every calorie right now, but we are definitely aware of what we put into our system. <laughs> if we're eating like fat fried duck, we, we know almost intuitively <laughs> that we shouldn't eat too much of it. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm not that, that worried. It's not, you know, we're gonna, not going to turn into overweight blobs. But but in, since we're still in the process of getting towards our our ideal situation, I think there is a there is a necessity to keep you know putting up these little goals, these small goals, um, just to keep moving and to to prevent you know our, ourselves from going slowly back into these old routines and then giving up on the process. That would be a shame. It would be a shame. Now, I will tell you that uh, my schedule, I haven't even thought about it yet. You know, coming off of, you know, The Biggest Loser is on hiatus, but not only that, but so are some of the other shows that we podcast about. And this is the first time where on my schedule, I'm I'm down to only seven podcast episodes a week right now. And I'm like, wow. Oh. Only seven episodes a week. This is most podcasts would get a heart attack when you told them that you're doing seven episodes. Like what? Seven shows a week? Yeah, but my, that's kind of vacation schedule. It, it is a vacation schedule. It, it's kind of nice. Um, but but here's the deal: is I have to figure out. Okay, you know, moving into the summer, where do I want to spend all this free time that used to be taken up? And I, I've determined 
that I definitely want to set a goal for myself. And and Father Roderick, this is going to be a tough one. I've done this successfully in the past, but I always manage to slip out of it. But Father yeah. Roderick, here's one of my goals that I want to set forward for myself personally, and that mm-hmm. is going to bed at a reasonable hour. So for me, my goal is to be in bed no later than 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. any night of the week. No, no exceptions to that. Just I want to be in bed by 11 p.m. And and last night, I will tell you, I went to bed at, at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. because uh-huh. I was just so wore out. I was like, yeah. you know, I, I got up at six o'clock in the morning, recorded seven podcasts back to back, hung out with the family for a couple hours. And then I just said, you know what? I'm going to bed. Yeah. And you're still, I think, recovering from the intensity of not just the past few weeks, but I would say the past few months. So much has happened. So many things have changed. Uh, that too, uh, you know, that, that's, that what these, that's what these summer months are also for, to kind of really slow down a little bit, get some extra rest, build up some, some um, resistance. How do you say that? You know, it, do, going to bed early is going to do wonders, I think, for your general health and well-being and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll uh we'll help you recharge your batteries even for you know next winter. Yeah. So and I hope the bronchitis doesn't come back. No doubt. Uh and and I, by the way that wasn't that I didn't hear what you just said. So uh, what I said. <laughs> after after you said that I said no doubt. Oh no doubt. Okay. I, I missed that. I'm not not good at that code language yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh so I'll tell you what. How about this um do you have any goals in mind right now for yourself? Yes, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that that um, you know going to bed earlier because that was one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot. I know that um, about well, it's almost six, more than six months ago. I was on the schedule of waking up pretty early in the morning and and having a some time for myself to write and to uh, to to read and study. And I've always longed back for that because I knew that at that time that I think my life has never been that much in balance as, as during those months. And, uh, and just recently, actually last, uh, this past Monday, I had to go to the doctor because I had all sorts of weird symptoms uh, that I kind of vaguely knew that were interrelated. And there was something, you know, something wrong in my, perhaps my lifestyle or something. And, um, and, and it turned out that the doctor uh, uh, had his diagnosis was that I was a little bit overworked. Nothing too serious, but a lot of the symptoms that I had, and let me give you some examples. I had a hard time sleeping. I would just wake up in the middle of the night full of ideas or full. I was just thinking or worrying about stuff. I never have that. Usually when I even think of my bed, I already, I'm like gone. You know, it happens to me even while watching Lost, you know, I would fall asleep during an episode. So that's normally how tired I am in the evening. And now I couldn't sleep. So that's not normal for me. And then I would have like, um, difficulty concentrating when I was recording a show, a podcast, I would just completely lose track of my thoughts and I would just be out of it. And I would have like uh, stomach aches and stuff, uh, weird things. And and he was like, yeah, you've been stretching yourself too much. You've been burning the candle at both ends. And you've been doing that ever since, uh, even, you know, since November. And it's, and it's true. I haven't had a single week off. I've never gone on vacation. I've done been doing a lot more work than than previous years and he said it's just you know you gotta take it easy right now stop and um and try to 
free up your schedule a little bit and get more sleep. You know, get that, go back into that very, that regular lifestyle where you go to bed early and you take some more time for the stuff that, that energizes you. And it's really good advice because I, I noticed that, yes, I am working day and night. And there are a lot of things that I love doing, especially, you know, podcasting and, and, and doing these shows. I love it. But I, I don't take into account that that also, uh, it costs energy, even, even though I love doing it. And so his advice was just take it, take it easy. You don't have to stop working, but just slow down a little bit and make some more time for stuff that energizes you. And, and then, you know, get back to me in, in, in a couple of weeks and then we'll see where to go from here. And so one of the things that, uh, that one of my goals is I want to sleep more. <laughs> I want to just take, uh, if only one or two hours each day, extra time to, to do the things that, that recharge me, whether it is going out for a run or just for a walk or watching some TV or uh, playing a video game or reading a book. And, and now that vacation t- starts, you know, summer holidays almost there. I think I can. Yeah. That's kind of, uh, but I was a little bit worried. I was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be sick right now. It's, it's the time of the year to be super healthy. And, and, uh, and, and I just needed that doc, the doctor to actually tell me, well, and, and, you know, we, we had this discussion a, a few weeks ago where you went to the doctor and they checked your blood pressure yeah. and it was okay. And you were surprised that it was okay. Well, I went to, and the first thing that he did was to take my blood pressure and and we already had had a whole conversation about my you know the changes in lifestyle because the the first, the 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 last time that he saw me uh, there was like forty pounds more of me so he's like so what happens <laughs> <laughs> well I ran some marathons you know he's like oh really <laughs> and so he's like well your blood pressure is a, a bit too high for someone who runs marathons and so that that worried me I was like okay that's that's a, that's a good I'm, I was glad that that I had this external person to tell me, hey, you take it easy because it's it's jeopardizing your your uh, your long time health. Absolutely. And so uh, sleep, it's definitely on the program. More relaxation, uh, and and perhaps just sit down and again reevaluate. Uh, even in terms of you know doing these shows, because I just like you, I do lots and lots of shows. But I'm I've been thinking these past few days. You know how can I make it easier on myself? Can I, can I uh, regroup some shows or, or um, make it easier to produce these things? Is there a way to, uh, to, to enjoy the process more and to spend less time on, um, on, on post-production? And, and, you know, I've been listening to your show uh, and, and for the listeners that might not follow everything we do, uh, Cliff does a show about uh, a, a virtual assistant which is not a really virtual assistant because it's a real person, but it's someone that you hire to actually help you with, uh, with some tasks. And, um, and I've been really contemplating getting a virtual assistant, even if I had to pay it out, for, out of my own pocket for a person like that, but just to offload at least a, a couple of hours a week, it would already be such a relief to have someone who could, for instance, you know, check the voice feedback and organize and organize that, or someone that I could, you know, if 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 some difficult question comes in, like scheduling problem, I could just, you know, send it to that virtual assistant, and then that person could take care of it. Absolutely, I, mean, I, I noticed that for you, it, it's done wonders. Well, my life is night and day different. I mean, I'm. Can you tell? But I mean, this is different from pl- our planning session that that we had in mind to beginning this show. But I would, I think that our listeners would like to hear a bit about that. How how 
Well, first of all, give a recap of of how, how did that come about, and 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 how is your life now compared to when you didn't have a virtual assistant? Absolutely. Well, here here's the situation. I was obviously I own my own business. I do consulting. I do equipment sales, and I produce. Well, usually during the uh, TV season, I produce between. Well, anytime during the year, I produce anywhere between seven to fifteen episodes a week of podcast episode of content. So there's a lot of things going on in my life, not to mention the fact that I'm a father of three children, uh, ages 10, 8, and 5, and I have a wife. And so there's a lot of things going on in my life. And what was going on is I was working six days a week. I always took Sunday off um, back from the early days of when I started doing this business. I knew, knew that I needed at least one day of rest. But I was working six days a week, but I was working 12 to 14 hours a day, six days a week. And, and, you know, just the, and the thing is, is with those 12 to 14 hours a day that I was working, you know, that's starting at six o'clock in the morning, going until about six or eight or sometimes even nine or 10 into the evening. Um, usually taking at least an hour or two for, for dinner and, and, and hanging out with the family and stuff like that, you know, in between there, but still working a lot of hours. And at the end of the day, I still wasn't accomplishing everything I wanted to get done for all the clients that I had, for all the commitments that I had made. And so that's where the whole idea of pursuingabalancedlife.com came from was, you know, I, I need to pursue more balance in my life. And so I started to learn uh, a very valuable word, the word no, uh, which is great. And I learned that you could actually say no to things that you have committed to, which is even better. Uh, so it, and, and that it's not going to be the end of the world when you do that. Uh, so, so I freed up a little bit of time, but when I actually trimmed back all the things that I felt like I could trim back, I still looked at my life and said, there's still too much. And you know what? It's, it's an, it's enough. This is manageable. What I'm doing now is manageable, but the Mm -hmm. problem is, is what I'm doing right now will probably guarantee me as much as you could guarantee it. The the amount of income that's coming in right now, I can maintain this. And by the by the way, it was enough income to to make ends meet. But it's definitely not an income that if I continue to maintain, that's going to take my kids to college if they want to go there. Or it's it's yeah. definitely not going to uh, you know put me into a, a place where you know when I get older, I, I won't have enough money to kind of for, the, for that retirement thing that people talk about and stuff like that. So I'm making enough for now but I'm definitely not preparing for the future. And so I I can't just do this. I have to be able to do more than what I'm doing to bring in more income. How can I do that without going back to working 12 to 14 hours a day? Because I don't want to ever go back to that. And, yeah. and so I read a book called um, The 4-Hour Workweek, which I have no desire to work a 4-Hour Workweek. I actually, <laughs> I love to work. Yeah. But this is a book that's really great for giving people ideas on how some people have managed to to run, to start, to run, and maintain a very successful, a very profitable business with just a few hours of week. And I know that that sounds like a bunch of hocus pocus and stuff like that and all that other stuff. And to be honest with you, some of it is. But I read the book anyway, and I was inspired by several of the principles in there. And one of the chapters was about this thing called a virtual assistant. We call them VAs. And yeah. and I'll be honest with you, it really gave me a very negative view, view um, mindset about what a virtual assistant is, and and I, I was surprised that it. 
Go ahead. You think someone in India, uh, you know, who doesn't uh, barely, uh, you know, knows what, what what your life is, and then uh, it, it kind of feels strange to have to employ someone to do the work for you, and then to pay that person. Whereas your your natural instinct says, "Well, I got to work myself to make my money. I'd rather spend the money myself than spending it on someone who works for me." Right. And so they gave some examples of how you can pay somebody, you know, $2 and 50 cents an hour or four cent or, or, or $2. Yeah. $2 and 50 cents an hour up to like four bucks an hour. And you can hire these people to do all your administrative stuff for you. And they'll, they'll take your orders by phone. They'll do everything for you. And you, j- and, and it even said in there, it's like you, even if you don't need an assistant, you need to hire one just so you can get used to bossing people around. And I'm like, what? And so I read the concept. It was the first time I'd really been approached with the concept of hiring somebody else that that's not yeah. an employee that you don't have to pay taxes on Medicare benefits and yeah. unemployment and all this other stuff. Uh, but there's they're basically self-employed individuals that you just hire to contract your workout to. And mm-hmm. so I heard about it, but I was completely turned off. Well, then over the course of a few months, I heard other people talking about it. I heard about people here in the States that were doing it. And the people here in the States were doing it. I heard, you know, they were telling me it's like 40, 50 bucks an hour. I'm like, you know, I would love to have somebody like you who knows, you know, how to speak great English. But, you know, 40 bucks an hour, I could do, you know, I could probably use to spend that myself. And then all of a sudden I realized it's like, wait a second, I make $150 an hour in my consulting even if I was to spend 40 bucks an hour to have somebody else to do things for me while I'm making a hundred, I'm still coming out ahead. Okay. And, and so it got me to thinking. And so one day I put out on Twitter, I said, you know what? I'm getting to the point where I think I'm going to have to finally look into hiring a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. I put that out on Twitter within 20 minutes. I got three responses from three virtual assistants who said, <laughs> I'd love to introduce myself to you. And one of those people actually went through and found my profile on Twitter, clicked through to my website, read all about my business and and wrote me an email that was personalized and and made it very clear that she understood by reading my bio, by listening to some content that she took the time to find out about who I am, what I'm doing. She goes, I'm very interested in finding out if I can help you in any way. And so we, I set up an interview with her (laughs) and I hired her. And, and, and tell me, how, how is your life now compared to, how, how, how is it helping you to live a more balanced life uh, and, and, and free up time like what you had these past few days, which I think wouldn't be possible uh, like a couple of months ago well, when you were still you know, like 14 hours a day. Well, here's the deal. I, today I do consulting from 10 o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the evening, two days a week. So uh-huh. that's it. From 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the only time I do consulting now. And my consulting calls are are booked in advance, two to three weeks in advance. And guess what? I don't even have to book those. My assistant takes care of booking yeah. all those appointments for me and making sure those clients understand what my hourly rate is. And she she puts those on my schedule and gives me the appropriate margin in between, 30 minutes in between calls. She gives me mm-hmm. enough time to have lunch throughout the day on Tuesday and Wednesday, which by the way, those are things sometimes I didn't do for myself. Yeah. Uh, Talking so- Danger, dangerous situations where you would, you know, snack in between. Uh, you don't if you don't have time to eat, if you don't have time to prepare your food. Uh, you know, eating eating junk food is is right around the corner. Absolutely. 
And so, and, and then of course, so that's, that's my Tuesdays and Thursdays now. And after I'm finished with my calls for the day, I'm done. All day yeah. long, my emails were, are coming in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, and all day long on Thursdays, I'm recording podcasts from uh, 8.30 in the morning to 5.30 in the evening. Uh, all day long, those three days, my emails are coming in. No worries at all. My virtual assistant is actually going in and looking for anything that has to do with a request for my consulting services or equipment mm-hmm. sales. And she knows how to process all of those orders to give quotes and all of those things. And anything that has to have my touch on it, she will alert me to that and put a star next to it in my inbox. And she'll write me a little message saying what I need to do. And it has totally eliminated my need for working from six o'clock in the evening all the way through the rest of the night. I don't have to do that anymore. Mondays and Fridays, get this, absolutely no work at all scheduled on my calendars. No work at all. So now do I work on Monday and Friday? Absolutely I do because I love to work. I love what I do. But the things that I do on Mondays and Fridays, they're all things that help me to plan for the future. And I I come up with ideas of ways that I can make money, passive income and all this other stuff now. Things that creatively, I mean, I'm thinking creatively for the first time about things that it's like, oh, if I did this, I could put this product together and it would sell if I did this and if I marketed it in this way. And all of those things that I come up with, they come with tasks lists to get them done. Well, guess what? She does all of those things. Ah. And so it it is unbelievable. Um, What? Let me tell you the first thing that happened the very first week that I hired her. Uh, by the way, I pay, tw- she's 20, actually she's $19 an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. and I have, uh, agreed to hire her for a minimum of 20 hours per month. And I'm actually getting ready to increase that because she's so effective for me. So what happened though, that's $380 per month that I pay for 20 hours of her help. The first week that she worked for me, she paid for two months of her services with one equipment sale that she did. Yeah. So Father Roderick, I'm telling you, and I'm telling everybody else out there, if you have any, and you don't have to have your own business, you don't have to be running your own business. Maybe you're an employee for a company that you work 40 to 50 hours a week for. I'm telling you, you can make benefit. You can benefit from having a virtual assistant. If for no other reason than to set up your your doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and to follow up on bills that aren't right, um, to do your, to do your, you know, to balance your checkbook for you. That's the other thing she does once a week. Mm My wife and I used to sit here for two hours doing our accounting work together once a week, and we hated it. Both of yeah. us despised it. Well, she does it all in one hour once a week, and she says she sends me an email. Cliff, your your QuickBooks is all updated. Uh, just let me know if you have any questions. Boom. That's it. In one hour. Yeah. She's able to yeah. do in one hour what took both of us two hours, and now during that time while she's actually doing my books... My wife and are out, and I are out enjoying a nice, peaceful lunch together. You know, I think there's actually an analogy between this situation with a, a virtual assistant and people that are trying to uh, lose weight and work out. You, you can you can always choose to do that all by yourself and to make your own, you know, diet plan and and going to the gym by yourself. Some people choose to just hire. Um, not an assistant, but a trainer. And that is an expense. And some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, hmm, I don't want to spend my money on a trainer. I can do that myself. But the thing is, a trainer will train you in one hour at the gym 
much more efficiently, you might be able to lose like four times the amount of calories in one hour than uh, than it than would happen if you would do that by yourself. So I think that there is a similarity. If you if you if you want help, you, you also always have to make that that calculation. You know, what does it cost me? But also, what is it gonna? Is it how much is it gonna free me up? How much is it gonna accelerate? Uh, me towards the goal that I want to reach, and and if I apply that to myself, it's like I want my my goal is to have a more balanced life, to have more time to to relax, to uh, to pray, to read, to study, and I know that uh, right now by myself I cannot do that, so I need to seek help, and and it would cost me something, but I think that the gain would be so much greater. And when I followed you just listening to that whole process that you went through and, and you started to talk about it on your uh, living a balanced uh, pursuing a balanced life podcast and then you started a whole series about of having a virtual assistant I, I became aware that you know this because I was just as uh, thinking exactly like you did when you read that book the four hour work week but my initial reaction was like yeah perhaps that could work for Cliff but that would never work for me you know <laughs> I, there's only I only I can do this type of work and I'm like who am I kidding that's not true that I I need to uh, to acknowledge that um that I I just need to to find some help and some people that and and that's that's just the, the perhaps also the stupidity sometimes that I have when, when I just don't realize how much it would free me up for other stuff and it would actually help me do all the rest of the work better and uh, I guess it's just this, this, this threshold of, of seeking help. And it's the same stuff that people feel sometimes towards, uh, you know, hiring a trainer at the gym. It's like, oh, but that's, that's such a huge, difficult thing to, uh, to uh, such a big step to take. It is. But it, 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 it does wonders. It, I will tell you, I, I will tell you, I had anxiety making the decision, decision to hire somebody. I had yeah. anxiety after I made the decision and uh, I will say that probably the anxiety went away after about a week and a half to two weeks. And yeah. and I will say this, and if anybody's listening, I encourage you to check out virtualassistantpodcast.com, uh, which is my series on this. But I will tell you, I think that I would st- I would have not been successful if I had not committed to something much bigger than what I thought would be possible. And so mm-hmm. what I did is I actually committed to 20 hours a week minimum. I signed a contract for a retainer that said, I will hire you a minimum of 20 hours. I pay you in advance at the beginning of the month for 20 hours of your services. Whether I use those 20 hours or not, I pay for it. And that forced me to give my virtual assistant work. And mm. I will tell you, that was I think that is a key critical component to my success in using somebody else to help me with this stuff. Because... Otherwise, I think I would have just held on to way too much. But with it's like, man, I've already paid for this. I better get some usefulness out of it. And the more I gave, the more my life started to free up. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to start it and and experience it and learn through the process. And and in a way, I think there are many analogies with you know getting fit and and working out and and changing your habits. It it, it sometimes can be. It can seem very overwhelming and impossible to 
to to change your life. But if you just set yourself a goal, you know, if you don't try it, you will never change. And yeah. so there is a little bit of an adventure involved in this. But well, anyway, I, wait, before, I, yeah. before you take us to the next section, Father Otter, here, <laughs> here's here's how I'm going to push you over the edge. OK, listen to yeah. this. I recorded uh, Help I Got a Mac at 830 yesterday morning. After mm-hmm. that, I recorded Social Media Serenity at 930 in the morning. After that, mm-hmm. I recorded Family from the Heart at 11 o'clock in the morning. Three podcast episodes, an hour in length each. Actually, the Family from the Heart went an hour and 10 minutes. I immediately yeah. processed those files and just uploaded them to Lipson. Okay, that's all I did. I, yeah. I then took an hour for lunch, hung out with my entire family because it's summer vacation. The kids are out of school. So uh-huh. hung out for an entire hour with my family for lunch. Came back downstairs to start the uh, the next podcast, and by the time I was down here, the three podcasts I had recorded that morning were already on all the websites that they're supposed to be posted on and delivered out via RSS. By the end of the day, I had recorded seven episodes, and before I had dinner, by the before I had dinner, all seven podcast episodes that I had recorded that day were all online and delivered to all of my listeners. Oh man! Because I'm my so- assistant posted all <laughs> would, of those episodes for me. That would be amazing if I could have assistants like that. Yeah, and, I think you pushed me over the edge. There you go. I, and 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 I will tell you, I had to train them, and sure, and I had to course. train them. But once I trained them, or once I trained her, she she picks it up. She does a great job, and 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 there's even more I could let her do. And 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 I'm that's that's mm-hmm. why I'm getting ready to bump it up to either thirty or forty hours a month. Because there's so much more I could train her if she had more time for me throughout the week. So that's what I'm going to do. So there you go. Very cool. By the way, another book, um, Rework. Have you heard of this book yet? No. Father Roderick, I, I want to encourage you to get this book. It, you would, I know for a fact you would be able to read this book in one sitting. All right. Okay. I, and, and let me just give you uh, one of the little uh, chapter headings here. It's called Go to Sleep. And it says, foregoing sleep is a bad idea. Sure, you get those extra hours right now, but you pay in spades later. You destroy your creativity, morale, and attitude. Once in a while, you can pull an all-nighter if you fully understand the consequences. Just don't make it a habit. If it becomes a constant, the costs start to mount. And then it talks about stubbornness, lack of creativity, diminished morale, and how you actually become more irritable and who suffers from it. This wow, sounds sounds just like what my doctor told me on Monday. <laughs> That's exactly it. And this this book is written by Jason Fried, who is this guy's a multimillionaire now. Um, he he uh, runs the service called High Rise and Basecamp and all these other things for businesses. But it's every chapter is about five paragraphs, which I now that's my kind of book. <laughs> But yeah, but every every chapter is about five or six paragraphs and uh, it's all about ways of thinking about business. For example, one of the chapters is lists. uh, Let's see. Long lists don't get done. Uh, So Mm -hmm. he talks about to do list and how, you know, if you make a long list, uh, you'll never get any of it done. But breaking it down into uh, tiny decisions uh, helps. Um, It talks about uh, what is he actually has one that's pretty controversial. He says, don't write it down. So like when you have all of these items that are all these creative thoughts that come to our mind, you know, our first tendency is to write it down. Oh, I can't forget that. He says, but Uh listen, he says, if something's worth pursuing, 
the thought will come to your mind over and over again. And once an idea has come into your mind over and over and over again, it's time to write it down and start creating a, right. a, a plan of action. So, so many, many great things in this book. Rework is what it's called. It's by Jason Fried, and I think you'll love it. Very cool. Hey, that this whole conversation actually brings me to it brings me back to the, this whole thought process of where do we go from here? The Biggest Loser is on hiatus. We don't know when the show returns. It's probably going to be you know a couple of months from now, and in the, we've all also had this process where this show was evolving from just being a fan podcast. Uh, that's just about the TV show into more a general conversation about a balanced life, healthy eating, fitness, but even topics like family. You know, we had some recipes that we exchanged. There, there was just so much extra that we've been talking about. Plus, there are some other, uh, now that Biggest Loser is on hiatus, there are lots of other programs that we watch that are very, very akin to what we've been discussing uh, this this past year. I mean, you've been watching, and I've been watching, um, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, the Naked Chef. Uh, Jamie Oliver. Uh, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that whole journey, um, that's not really about weight loss, but it is definitely about healthy living and making new choices and changing your lifestyle. We both saw that, that uh, documentary, Food, Inc., um, I've, I've been watching Jillian's new show about, uh, losing it with Jillian. Have you already seen that one? Not yet, but that is definitely going to be one that we're oh, going to pick up here good. in our family. It's really good. You get basically the, the, the stuff why, why I watch the biggest loser, you know, the, 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 the mental changes and what does it do? The, the, the life changes that people make. You get what you normally would get, uh, uh, you know, over two months in the biggest loser, you get that in one 15 minute episode. It's very intense. It's it's uh, it's like a reduced uh, red wine sauce or something like that. It's like all the best parts are in it, and all the rest is evaporated. It's it's really good. But I was thinking, is there a way in the hiatus that we can use because we have built up a, a pretty sizable audience for for this show? Mm-hmm. But is there a way to actually, I don't know, either make a new show or or transform this show into a more a broader show that would be about these other things like like family life like you know not just about fitness and losing weight i i, th- I guess and but this is more an intuition that i know this for sure that our audience would be interested in a, in a in a somewhat broader approach and it would definitely make it for for me more even more fun to yeah. do a show like because it wouldn't be, you know, I, d- I wouldn't have that homework like, oh my gosh, I didn't watch the latest episode of The Biggest Loser. What are we going to talk about? You know, or, or this latest episode was all about the drama. There's no content. So how are we going to do a show? I don't, what, what, what are your thoughts about that? I, I absolutely, I, I definitely th- feel like, you know, I, I love The Biggest Loser, but it's not, I mean, for me, it's not the end all be all of why I enjoy this, sh- this podcast. I enjoy this podcast for kind of what we've just done. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I, I do like talking about The Biggest Loser, um, but it, it's definitely not been what's drawn me to it. Now, you know, there, I will tell you from the podcast consultant end of things, I mm-hmm. do I do know that the reason why we have several thousand subscribers is because we actually chose the name Biggest Loser and it actually, uh, people are going into iTunes, they're doing a search and they find the show. Um, so if we were to quote unquote change the branding, you know, would we miss out on some new folks who would come across this? Uh, that would be a potential thing to think about. I'm not, yeah. I'm not eager about just launching a new show. 
Um, no. Launching, no, a, launching a new show, especially since we're we're looking at the same target audience. The people who are listening now are the same. I, I'm opposed to ever starting a brand new show when mm. our target audience for the new show is the exact same audience that we currently have. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm all about rebranding a little bit. What I was thinking is we could be the biggest loser hyphen losing it hyphen um you know <laughs> whatever podcast i mean maybe all of our podcasts yeah um, well yeah i I, de- I definitely think that you need the branding to as a hook to bring people in i mean it, it's true a lot of our listeners would have never found our show if it was called the you know the fun and healthy living with cliff and and father roderick that, absolutely that not have not gotten the same audience and or exposure at the same time I, I feel like there, especially because it's so, you know, there, there we've got this big hiatus coming up. We we can, of course, put the show on hiatus, like yep. like what some of these TV show podcasts do. You know, there's no no show, uh, and then you know we'll come back in uh, in 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 six months from now. But uh, somehow, I I think that there it should be possible to do a somewhat broader approach that 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 we can so that we can actually maintain that regular contact with our audience i think um, so I, and i think that's the, i think that's the big critical component of i think of what we desire to offer is a community approach to this and and we don't want to say okay well you know it's been fun we hope that you guys keep with it during the summer and and we'll be back when the biggest loser comes back I, that's not i don't i don't think that that's where we want to go uh there's some things in here you've got uh uh, the biggest loser, better living hiatus episodes. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we could kind of rebrand the 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 hiatus episodes. I kind of like that's an idea. Um, mm-hmm. Barbara Nebraska is saying in your chat room, uh, "Live better with Cliff and Father Roderick." Um, I th- I think the idea of keeping the branding intact, um, the biggest loser, because like for example, we've had some wonderful experience in getting um, folks from the contestants from the Biggest Loser. Those would not have happened if we weren't the Biggest Loser fan podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that too. So, and, or we could, yeah, we could, we could just do a different type of show when when the TV show is on, and uh, I I don't think that our audience would leave us. I, I, we can just ask our audience. You know, let us know. Would you stop listening if we start talking about? You know, healthy recipes and about uh, the Jamie Oliver show and and about how to live a balanced life with your family. You know, it throughout the hiatus. Would that be a reason for you to stop listening to this show? I don't think so, personally. But I don't know. I, I think we should involve our audience into this. I think so. We, of course, we would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to give us a call at eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven, I'll say that number again near the end of the show. Um, but yeah, we, we could do that. We could actually just say, you know, when we brand, when we're doing the show here during the beginning, uh, of each episode, say, Hey, welcome back to another episode of the biggest loser fan fan podcast. Um, you're listening to a special hiatus episode and we could actually just let them know that, Hey, you know, when the show is on, we always give a recap of what's going on. But during the summer hiatus in between seasons, we actually cover this other kind of stuff. Or we could say, you know, this show is about the life between the Biggest Loser TV show episodes. I mean, it's because that's what we're doing. We're not really talking about the TV show as such. We're talking about our life in between the episodes, whether it's a week or whether it's a couple of months. Right. That's where it happens. Absolutely. That's cover a lot. 
Yeah, and hmm. and then in that way we can actually. I mean, we don't have to incorporate the branding of losing it with Jillian into the title and change the branding around. Although that is a possibility of including that. But I I don't want to be one of those podcasters as well that seemingly is just going out there trying to actively pick up new listeners by pulling in another brand. Yeah, either. I think that would be artificial. And, and perhaps you could do, you know, you could, if you want to do that, you could create a mini series or something like that, like, like a, a couple of episodes just dedicated to Jillian's show and put it out there as a, you know, yeah. as a, a unit or something like that. And then point people to, hey, if you want to listen to our, our weekly show, you know, go, go listen to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. Absolutely. Uh, that, and, and of course, what we could do is we could record that series within this and then just release that in a separate feed. True. That's another, that's another option. That could be great. Uh, another great way um, to, uh, to just, and, and that would, I, I don't think that we're like fooling people by doing that or, uh, but, but it, it's just another way to advertise what we're doing here and, and bring it to people's attention. And, uh, you know, some people might not follow the Biggest Loser show, TV show, because it's too intense or I don't know, but they might love Jillian's new show because it's, you know, it's about the same topic, but via a different angle. It's a different perspective. Absolutely. And even a show like the Jamie Oliver's show, which I, uh, that's all about making healthy choices and making the good choices and changing not just your life, but also changing your country in a way, your menta- the mentality of the people around you. And it's very family oriented, which I think is also great. And it's, yeah. that's kind of our, our perspective as well. And, and I love the idea of, of bringing in productivity tips, you know, that aren't necessarily physical fitness related or, or food related, uh, you know, food and health related, but also bringing in productivity tips and how we can be more effective in our family life, in our, in our work life, in our relaxation life and stuff like that as well. well. Look at what happens to some of the contestants once they're done with The Biggest Loser. They go back home. And they start working again 15 hours a day. And then, you know, uh, they're surprised that they are gaining weight. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's all related. You know, the, the choices that you make in terms of productivity and the improvements that you can make there will free up time for your family life. So you will actually have a better family life, which in, 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 it by, uh, in turn will also avoid a lot of frustration, thus avoid overeating to compensate those frustrations. It's all one. It's all interrelated. I, yeah. I love what Mike just put in the chat room. He says, you guys should go in a different rec- uh, direction. Pack on the pounds with Cliff and Father Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Uh, it'd be fun. Packing, packing yeah. on the pounds. Now, see, that, now there's an episode I could get behind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an easy episode because I know very well how to do that. Yeah. I've got 39 years of experience doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, so I guess the question is, um, you know, do we want to continue to go on on a weekly basis uh, from this point forward? I have no no trouble if, as long if we do this approach where it's more about life in between the episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think we. I, I enjoy having a a talk like this. Excellent. And I'm just looking in my schedule here. I just want to make sure that I haven't done anything crazy and put <laughs> anything on my schedule for 10 a.m. on. On Friday. So yeah, I, I'm still open for it. So uh, I am actually putting it down. I'm actually going to put uh, 10 to 11 Eastern and I'm going to mm-hmm. put biggest loser fan podcast. Hey, what about this? Back what what if we um, let's let's try this as just as an experiment All right. um, that the next, I don't know, a couple of episodes, 
we we focus without being like a, a unique focus, but we can focus a bit on Jillian's new show mm-hmm. and put out as a you know putting out a, a, another RSS feed just to cater to the people that are following that. Would that be an idea? Absolutely. And still maintain the Biggest Loser branding, but hey, that's what because that's what Jillian does herself. You know the episode. Mm-hmm. You'll notice if you see the show, it starts with the Biggest Loser Ranch. And it's like, I am Jillian from The Biggest Loser. And now I'm going to bring the Biggest Loser experience to families everywhere in the United States. So she, she does that cross-branding. Yeah. And yeah. We, and I can do this, uh, Father Roderick. What I'll do is I will uh, put the, I will actually create a new category on the Biggest Loser podcast oh, good idea. Yeah. site. And it'll be, the category will be Losing It with Jillian. And right. any episodes that are, you know, have a focus or even talk about that particular show will go into that feed. And and of course, at the end of the episodes, we can just say to those folks that say, hey, if you're listening to this from the losing it, make sure that you check out our main show, the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. All right. I yeah. like that. That'll work. I like it. You'll enjoy that show. It's It's very, very emotional, very, very good stuff. Well, yeah, I got to wrap it up because I, I've got another uh, podcast uh, <laughs> and the panel members are starting to enter the chat room and oh, so they're great. one will be available to do that show. All right, hold on. Where's my music here? Ah, there. No, wrong music. <laughs> here it is. Oh, goodness. What sounds? Okay, so basically, everybody, it sounds like we're going to continue our weekly podcast, which is good. Um, here's what we need from you guys, though. We need your feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what your goals are, uh, what your struggles are, what what kind of challenges uh, are you facing as the summer comes around. You know, for many of you, you have children that are out of school and that kind of completely changes the way your family does things. Your routine is completely out of whack. How are these changes affecting you and what are you doing about it? What are your goals? What are What are your thoughts on these things? Give us a call and let us know. We still very much want to hear from you. The phone number is 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number is 859-795-4067. And by the way, folks, you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It never rings to any time the phone line. It goes straight to voicemail. And then that audio file gets emailed to me so that we can play it in an upcoming show. So again, the phone number, 859-795-4067. Father Roderick, what show are you going in to record next? Um, The Secrets of Star Trek. (laughs) Star Trek. Do a show about Star Trek. Everything Star Trek related. And we focus on like the mythology that is... And, 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 you know, there are... Star Trek is, of course, a mirror of our society and of our history. So there are so many different like hidden themes. And that's kind of what we talk about. Very cool. Uh, and where can people find the secrets of Star Trek at? Uh, all that and more on sqpn.com. sqpn.com. Very cool. Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening again to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. We will be back next week. And uh, what we'll be talking about, we'll be losing it with Jillian. So if you get a chance, go to hulu.com and uh, see if you can watch that. And for those of you who are outside of the United States, there are ways I'm sure you could find you were creative enough with a Google search on how to download TV episodes uh, from the United States. Uh, I, I, I happen to believe that could possibly be done. So anyway, it's- <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Father Roderick? It, that's possible. It's possible. <laughs> it, some priest in the Netherlands might know a little bit about that. 
Anyway. I use Hulu. I use Hulu. <laughs> Using Hulu. Yep. Exactly. VPN. All right, folks, everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you then. Uh, and again, we want to hear from you. 859-795-4067. And until next time, be a loser. <laughs>